Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation time for driven radio show hey kids welcome to driven radio your weekly automotive happy hour i am brett hatfield here with our engineer and co-host mr catfish groves yep and the evil genius of craving cars on youtube mr Corey pratt that is me sir put that damn class down i won't and <laughs> and our our much esteemed guest or at least this guy over here mr ped watt back for more abuse I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and I volunteered. This is my plan. <laughs> we were just discussing the uh, professional photography and uh, how basically what Photoshop is the cure for all ills, I think. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you just basically take just, a picture of a black wall, and it'll be a beautiful viper when you get done with yeah, it. Yeah, you just shop it. Pen, <laughs> people can't see that finger through the radio. <laughs> I think they can hear it. We should see way. the color of his face with pedestrians start talking uh, <laughs> you plebeian bastard shut your dirty holes F you all <laughs> coming to you from driven radio studios in beautiful overland park kansas there was a, a posting for a an auto journalist job for rm sotheby's this week but they want you to move to Michigan. No. N- but it's no. RM. Dude, if you're Come gonna, on. If you're going to do that, do it in the summertime when you can fool people. Yeah. I mean, Isn't this great? Yeah, look how beautiful it is up here. It's beautiful. It's, it's so 70 beautiful. Degrees. We've got this lake. It's like an ocean. Go fishing anytime. Come on down. Yeah, I mean, of course, our state bird is the mosquito, but... <laughs> 17-inch mosquitoes up there. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on... (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. You can can just... Take a nap, Mark. uh, Follow us (laughs) on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And you can listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. Oh, what a good man. There you go. Well done. It it is a lot of places. It's everywhere. I'm going to read it twice at the end of the show just to jack with you. (laughs) If you like what you're hearing, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell all your gearhead friends. If there's something you would like to hear more of or something you think we should interview, like Ped. Yes, you should interview me more. <laughs> tell us. You can email us. Email me at brett at readthedriven.com. You guys do anything with your cars this week outside in the frozen tundra and the spit and snow and all that garbage? I, uh, I, uh, I did some video editing. Go figure. And you're thinking, what could you be video editing at a time like this when you have nothing to shoot? Probably with you, stuff from August. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. I was finished up a series with the Show Me Rally. So there There you go. go. It's all done now, though. So it's all good. All I did was gas my truck, man. That was it. That was my whole thing. And and I just, I stared at the the, uh, gas uh, machine because 219 a gallon. Really? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, oh, it's a buck. these are the days. This, it, these are our halcyon years. It's a buck seven. Uh, it's a buck seventy nine over in Independence. Nice. Yeah. Really? Because it, it, I don't it, expect it, it to be there up, for it long. Went up recently, I think no, it's it like two hundred one or two hundred two. Now, that, or now like that. that our fantastic new government has decided to suspend 
all oil exploration and new oil refining and all that good stuff. You can't even give a back rub hmm. with oil anymore. However, right before we came down to... <laughs> what? You're, you're just what gross. Right before we came down... No exploring. You didn't use up all your surplus, did you, Mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm an XXL pipeline, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what were you saying, Brad, that nice. actually was not nonsensical? I was trying to get in for a real story, but I'm <laughs> well done. Kind of Go. lost it now. Go with it. Uh, right before I came down to the studio, I read a story online. The UN says that the U.S. has done such a fantastic job with controlling carbon emissions that we no longer need to be part of the Paris Accords. Uh, you are too good. Get and out. The dude. article said that the U.S. is the country that does the best about controlling carbon emissions. Oh, look at us. And I saw that, and I knew we were so far ahead that I thought I'd go back out into the cul-de-sac and do some burnouts. <laughs> do some burnouts. Do some burnouts. <laughs> we got to yeah. play catch-up. You know I miss <laughs> the great taste of carbon. <laughs> <laughs> you smell that? That's good American carbon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's burnt rubber. On that snow. <laughs> so, uh, the only thing I did car related this week, guys, I just uh, I finished my 100th article yesterday. Wow! Well, congratulations! Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go write some more because I love yep. to scribble. In the news this week, the SSC Tuatara takes another stab at going really fast. Uh, GM or uh, the Muscle Car City auction. Down in Punta Gorda, Florida, the uh, Rick Trawarghi's auction. Man, stuff there went for big money. Uh, the revived Italian Mark Bizzarini has two new cars in the works. And our special guest this week is Mr. Ped Watt. He's done something <coughs> that none of the rest of us could have done. He, uh, he came out with a new book, and the thing is screaming up every chart on Amazon. Nice. Other than adult fiction. Super cool. Uh, and we're going to be talking to him about that and uh, why a coloring book. So, got a lot of news to get to, so let's get to it. Mr. Corey. From uh, Road and Track, uh, the SSC Tuatara hits a really fast mile per hour at the Kennedy Space Center. It did go fast. It did go pretty fast, actually. So, uh, last October, let's kind of back up a little. Last October, the 17... I'm sorry. I was going to say 17. The 1,750 horsepower oh to Atara from SSE made lots of headlines. I'm math on that. God bless, That's uh, a couple more than what I've got in my sedan. Um, made lots of headlines, though, when it did hit 331 miles an hour on a closed Nevada road. It, so they thought. Yeah, yeah. So it clocked in at 316 uh, as a two-way average. So, you know, they got to go one way and go back the other way, uh, making it the fastest car in the world. But... The story didn't end there. Uh, discrepancies in the, in the videos released by SSC were alleged. So the SSC eventually admitted that there were errors with the editing. Additional, the they uh, Duotron. They, they didn't get any of this stuff yeah, yeah, calibrated they, or synced. That's or right. That the, Duotron, the company that supplied the measurement tools to SSC said they never calibrated the equipment or verified the data. This so, sounds like a good way to get out of the speeding ticket. When you make a record, you kind of got to verify the data. <laughs> you know what? This think, right? sounds like a great way to get out of the speeding ticket. Did you <laughs> calibrate your gun this morning? Uh, well, no, I didn't. Um, SSC founder Jared Shelby said the company would do another top speed run. So, on January 17th at the Johnny Bomer Proving Grounds at Kennedy Space Center. Johnny Bomer! Uh, Dr. Larry Kaplan hit 286.1 miles per hour. That's a little slower. Testing, yes, the same Tuatara used for the Nevada run. Uh, Dr. Kaplan, who owns the car, 
uh, ran 279.7 miles per hour the opposite direction uh, to an average of 282.9. Jesus. So that means the SSC 200 is faster than the Koenigsegg Agera RS. So that, that's something. Faster but, than uh, the Agera. And... But uh, which, which, that averaged at 277.9 um, on the same Nevada road back in uh, 2017. But the Bugatti Chiron Supersport hit 304.77 at the Volkswagen Proving Grounds back in 2019. Now, now, now they didn't do the opposite direction yeah. run. Yeah. Um, so, so it's possible that the the Bugatti is faster, but because they didn't do a run going the opposite direction, right. it doesn't. I actually think the way the Bugatti does it, I mean, they're very reliable. They run one way, they'll run it again. You know, it mm-hmm. may go a mile per hour quicker or slower, but I bet it would do that. I bet it would average over 300 yeah, for sure. But the Bugatti was a long tail special edition that they only produced five after that. But I don't, it's still it's, production. Not, not exact production. Like, <laughs> no, they, they yeah. didn't make a mirror copy available to anyone. You can't buy the car they right. ran. Hey, even if they did make 400 of them and they were for sale, I still couldn't buy the car. No, no, no. And, and in theory, they're actually doing another one. Yeah, but uh, I mean, they're doing they, one more car to try to hit like three what? Yeah, three thirteen. Yeah, but you can't even buy that exact spec that they set the rec. You know, their I speed. See what you're yep, they, I see what you're something similar, but I not gotcha. that spec. But then again, anybody who has has one, are they really going to take it over three hundred? <laughs> Anyways, the SSC is aiming to hit three hundred plus, so I'm sure they're going to try it again. Um, uh, Race Logic pro, uh, provided the data for the two runs that has been verified by Road Track. Hey, at least I got the damn thing verified this time. Yeah. Too. Yes, thank goodness. There's very much said, so. No, you didn't. I got video shows you didn't do nothing. That must have been so disappointing, though. You you thought you had three thirty, and then you do it again, and you're in the two eighties. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's, uh, a, that's a fairly decent not margin. Not the two eighty. Yeah, I got that Plymouth up to ninety five, and it was giving my butt a numbing massage. So for something to keep that steady on a road, the, just the amazing. Fastest I've ever gone in a car is one hundred and forty. And then on two different motorcycles, I've done 155. I don't know that there would be a huge seat of the pants difference in feel between the what the 317 and the 286 or whatever. Yeah, does don't you get to a certain point where everything's just a damn blur? (laughs) Yeah, I think at that point, I mean, it's like vertigo. It's just like. Yeah, you no. just you're I mean, going so stinking fast. Mm-hmm. There's That's, really no telling the difference between, you know, three fifteen and two eighty whatever. When James May from the guys from Top Gear yeah, also, yeah. I saw when he took it. the Bugatti Veyron out, so that was you know only two fifty something, right? He, and he, he, he went out and hit the record. something or 260. He yeah. was 67. really flying. Well, when he came up, so when he did that speed and then when he went to slow down, and he's like, oh, my guys are coming up here. Uh, I need to pull right over. And he looked down and realized he was still doing 75 and thought he was doing 25. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He thought he slowed down to a crawl no, I, and I, he was still doing 75 I miles an hour. I can speak to going high speeds for long distances. You know, you do... 100 miles an hour for 20 minutes or whatever, and then you go to slow down. You get it down around 65, it feels like you could step out of the car and yeah. walk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get that, but you just at that speed, I'm wondering how much seat of the pants difference there is between 280 something and 315. Well, I mean, there's not that much difference Probably between not. 120 and 160, so I can't imagine there's that much difference between. 280 and 330. I'm here to tell you on a bike, there's a shitload of difference between 120 and 160. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but in a, a stable car, the real difference is you, yeah. the dash line's a solid line at 160. If the car's designed to do right 160, it'll do it very well 
as mm-hmm. well as 120. So I see what you're saying. On a bike at 120, it's there's a giant tube that looks like it's about three feet wide that you're driving to. Mm-hmm. At 155, that tube looks like it's smaller than a cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have your helmet strapped down, you get beat to death. Oh, even if you do got your helmet strapped down, you get beat to death. I'm here to tell you that. And it is loud. It is way loud. I can't even imagine. Uh, I don't want. Yeah. To, I don't want to. Again. I wouldn't go I'm on a bike like that. So. Far too old to be that dumb anymore. <laughs> From GM Authority, written by uh, me. <laughs> Yay! Rick Trawarge's Muscle Car City auction brought huge dollars. Uh, Muscle Car City closed its dra- doors, drawers, <laughs> drawers. <laughs> On January 17th, 2021, January 22nd, 23rd, just last week, Mecham Auction sold off the museum's considerable automobilia collection and some of the finest GM muscle cars ever built, many with extraordinary selling prices. And there were a few in there. I watched this thing live online. It was... You couldn't believe what some of the stuff went for. I really wish I could have gotten down there before they sold all these off. I would love to have gone through this museum. Yeah. Oh, my I, God. Whites of Florida right. aren't that much. Yeah, but... By the time I knew about their selling, it was a little too late for me to get away. It was exceptional. There were over 200 cars on offer, all at no reserve, meaning an absolute sale for all of them. Uh, one of the prime examples in this thing was just out of this world. Uh, it was lot number A12. 1969 Chevy Copo Camaro. Copo stands for Central Office Production Order, for those who don't know. In Cortez Silver over black vinyl. It was ordered new from Burger Chevrolet. It had only 43,000 miles on it. It was a 427, four and a quarter horse big block, backed by a Muncie M22 Rock Crusher four speed. Everybody knows that that 425 horse was a lie. It was a huge lie. It was a lot more. And this thing had extensive documentation, sold for $297,000. Damn. Almost Sweet. A, it was a hundred grand over Haggerty Price Guide number one value. So delivers Monday or Tuesday? <laughs> See, and, and, and I would think that 43000 I mean, that's not a lot of miles You're on cars nowadays, but back then, it's, that's a decent amount of miles. I mean, for a, a purposely built drag car. Well, considering, yeah, they probably were added a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's a lot. That's 172 runs. Yeah. 172 But it still went for nearly $300,000 for that amount of miles. That's awesome. Uh, there was also an exceptional Chevelle Z16 with the 396, 375 horsepower big block and the four-speed. It was one of just 201 built. It is in the Z16 registry. Had a frame-off restoration, extensive documentation, pardon me, and sold for well under book at $187,000. That's that was the one Brett to... got. Brett bought, bought that one. No, If I was going to buy a Chevelle, I wouldn't buy a 67. Oh, dang. Uh, yeah. it, it'd be a, a 1970 LS6 with a four-speed. Yeah, yeah, no. 450, 450 horse. 450, You'd get a red one, too, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. I'd get a black with white stripes. Ah. I thought it was that was, blue. My, that was my second guess. Yeah. No, the Corvette. No, the blue, blue Corvette. Black blue Corvette. Little blue Corvette. There okay. you go. Yeah. Uh, a rare tuxedo <laughs> black over red vinyl 68 Corvette L89. This thing was really pretty. Uh, 427, 435 horse car, aluminum heads, one of only 624 built. Uh, four speed and a convertible with both tops. Sold for a staggering $209,000. Over fifty grand above market value, but to be fair, 
man, you never ever see black with a red interior. It was great looking. It was beautiful. And uh, the way it was optioned means it's probably one of a handful or maybe a one of one car. So very cool. There were over 200 cars that sold at the auction, mostly Chevys, but also a handful of Olds 442s, a few Cadillacs, a double fist full of GTOs, some race cars, and even a V8-powered Boss Haas motorcycle. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yeah, boy, you want to talk about looking stupid. <laughs> oh, those things. What a ridiculous, wonderful motorcycle. Yeah, you want to see what a buck 20 looks like on a bike? It does it in first gear. <laughs> It, and the sale is also proof that the market is strong for American classics yeah, and our motoring yep. heritage for now anyway yep. is alive and well. All the results for the Muscle Car City auction can be found on Meekum's auction on the Meekum Auction website. And we wish Mr. Trawargi a wonderful retirement. Don't mm. feel sorry for him. He still has those 2067 Corvettes to drive. <laughs> yes. And, yes and his little miniature museum he's got at his house. Yeah. You drive one per day, so you'll drive each one he had maybe 15 times color, a year. And every color made, and most of them were big block four-speed cars. God. Yeah. I guess there's still another reason to go down to Florida. Yeah. yeah, see? Rick, I want to help you drive your Corvettes, buddy. Just want to keep them in shape. I want to snowbird my way right down there. I don't there. think so, there's anything else in Florida worth going down there for, is there? Brumos Collection. Ah, that Brumos. too. Absolutely, right. Brumos. Which opens again to the public uh, tomorrow. This week. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So there's so, two things to go down there for. Aaron Israel, good luck with that, buddy. From MotorAuthority.com, uh, revived Italian Mark Bizzarini plans two cars. Cool. Revival of Italian performance Mark Bizzarini is underway, and the company has provided the first clues on the models that are being developed. You say Bizzarini and just makes you want to eat Italian food and drink wine. I say Bizzarini. Yeah, like it is smooth enough. Put a horse's head in somebody's bed. <laughs> the original Bizzarini operated briefly in the 1960s. It is, what, what the hell's that foot warmer doing chewing on my toes? What the? Uh, where I was must it? be sweating hard. It feels damp in here. <laughs> uh, the original Bizzarini operated briefly in the 1960s, mostly widely recognized for its 5300 GT sports car. The company was founded by ex-Ferrari engine uh, Giotto Bizzarini, who oversaw the development of the legendary Ferrari 250 GTO. That now sells regularly for that's north a, of 50. That's a fairly, that's a fairly valuable Ferrari. I just, uh, and he's also involved with the modern Bizzarini. Uh, also involved is Italian designer Giorgetto Gigero. Wow, you got it right Gigero? on the first shot. Sweet. Founder of Ital Design, I, or, or as we say in the mid- Midwest, Ital Design. Uh, it's Ital Design, so there you go. <laughs> Hot Ital damn. Design. We do something right. And the man who penned the original 5300 GT, Bizzarini plans to offer continuation examples of the 5300 GT, plus a new model also designed by Gigero. Little is known about the new model, though we do know it will be a sports car powered by an internal combustion engine. Sweet. Yeehaw. You don't have to plug it in. It's described (laughs) by the company as a Bizzarini for the new era. Okay. 5300 GT continuation model will be limited to just 24 examples known as the 5300 GT Revival Corsa 24-65. Of course, they got to come up with a name three blocks long and you don't even know what the 65 means. A Corsa. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that what? Wasn't that a Chevy? No, that was a Corsica. Sorry. My bad. No, Corsa it, was a version of the uh, Corvair. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. There it was just go. shorter it from the impact. You were closer. Okay. Smaller yep. zone. Screw just, Ralph Nader. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'll pop rivet any part of that damn car I want in there. Let's go. <laughs> just like the original, it will feature a lightweight composite body over tubular steel frame. The cabin will have two seats and a roll cage. Sounds like a good time. Right on. <laughs> two seats, one roll cage. There will be some <laughs> modern touches, mostly in the area of safety. In addition to the roll cage, there will be an FIA spec fuel tank, independent rear suspension, and disc brakes. Disc brakes. Power will come from a period-specific 5.3-liter V8 with Weber carbs. Weber carbs! And a peak output somewhere between 400 and 480 horsepower. <laughs> Considering the car is expected to weigh just 2,150 pounds, performance should be Good scintillating. Lord, man. 2,150 pounds. That's, That's not much. That's, and, you can almost pick that up yourself. And probably around 40, 450 horse. <laughs> Could you imagine like a 450 wow. horse smart car? That 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 weight that <laughs> weight just yes, doesn't weigh much. Yeah, yes, I can. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there are videos on YouTube of guys taking smart car drivetrain out, throw it away, use it for your garbage disposal, whatever the hell, and they put sport bike motors in them, oh, and then God. they and then they go drift them. And <laughs> I've never wanted to drive a smart car more. <laughs> Hayabusa's in there, yeah. Just burnout machines. Yeah, Hayabusa though, motors and yeah. stuff like that. Not just 50. That makes a, a, a mini, like a fat gargantuan car compared well, to Well, not to sidetrack this uh, completely, but you know, have, have you ever looked under the hood on a smart car? Let's go out in the drive. Oh, wait. No, you got a mini. Mini. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's like it, you just want to sew your shirt yeah, underneath nothing. it. Because it is a three-cylinder, what is it, Mitsubishi? It's dink. I, there's not I've, much to it. With I've driven a couple rims. of them. Man, you sure wouldn't want to be on a highway on one oh, of Oh, hell no. <laughs> you just look like a bug splat in a yeah. Freightliner's grill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Exit. Um, at least you wouldn't have to stop to pee. <laughs> Ever. As soon as you're passed by a semi, that problem's taken care of. <laughs> the new company is headed by former Aston Martin executives Ulrich Bez and Christopher Shepard, backed by London-based Pegasus Brands, which operates a number of luxury car dealerships in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, and the Middle East. Dude, I want to try that out. It sounds cool. I, I, I want to drive in one. If they look anything like the old ones used to, and what would they say that they're going to do a continuation model of 24 examples? Yeah. The 5300 was a 5.3. If memory serves, that had a Chevy 327 in it. Oh, how fun. They ran pretty well. Uh, so, so it's time to do an LS so, wow. yeah. so do you think this is a you think this is the Chevy five point three they're putting in this time? I don't know. Because they do make a five three. Well, they make a five three in an LS platform, which would make mm-hmm. this thing a screamer. I don't know what they're putting in. And a little bit a little bit of tune, you'd get over four hundred horsepower, huh? Wouldn't take much. Well, they're yeah. talking about the thing being close to four fifty anyway. Yeah. With Weber carbs. I hope they've got the big velocity stacks on them. That's cool. <laughs> I kinda wanna see like if do we have a finished right. product? Did they release any photos of like what a finished one might be? Or I the the only photo they had in it looked like an original Bitsarani. And if you're familiar with those, they are really low, man. Mm, they're tiny, they're, tiny little guys. They are yeah. no more yeah. than 40, 42 inches off the ground. You look like you'd be laying down. Well, see, those are probably even lighter, though. I bet those original ones are. Probably, oh, no, no they're, they're probably aluminum stove composite. Okay. Still, they can't, they won't weigh more than what, 2,600 pounds on the originals, yeah, probably, I'm guessing. Yeah. That really looks like so, some type so of James Bond dealio. Well, yeah, I'm looking here on the web. And yeah, they're cool looking. Yeah, they're I'd really love cool to drive cars. one. 
I know got, what my Cayman's like. I'm pretty got, sure that you know, the, the space for the windshield and the space yeah. looking out the back probably a little <laughs> like looking out a mail slot while you're <laughs> driving it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> not, not oodles of room there. Probably still more visibility on a Diablo, though. Our special guest this week is the guy who's talking about the Diablo, Ped Watt of Watt Design Photography. He's here to tell us about his new book, which unbelievably... Amazon dropped off on the porch right before we walked into the studio. So we got copies of it in our hot little hands. Uh, the book is called The Rally. Much harassing of Ped is coming up here next on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. Tell you what, if you can disprove it, I'll take it back. <laughs> this week we have returning guest and friend of the show and the guy we loved to harass the most, Mr. <laughs> Ped Watt of Watt Design Photography. He's in the hot seat. Ped has shot a lot of cool cars all over the world, literally all over the world. You've been to, was it the trip to Germany, The was it the Mercedes Museum or the Porsche Museum? I, I've shot some in Germany, shot some in England, <laughs> a little bit in Europe. I, I haven't went to Asia yet. Let's, get, let's change that. Yeah, well, not going to Asia, don't need to wear 14 masks and a bunny suit. I, I think I would be just as safe in China right now as I am here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, anyway, you've shot cool stuff all over the world, and you've got uh, you've taken a number of them, and including my fine Impala Vlad, and drawn them out and created a really cool coloring book uh, for car lovers of all ages. Welcome back to Driven Radio. Nice to have you back. Yeah, God, I haven't gotten to see you for, what was it, like Christmas Eve or something? Something New Year's. We did New Year's together. Did we do New Year's? Yep. Jeez, I've already forgotten. Wow. Um you're responsible for creating more car porn than anybody else I know. Uh, what have you shot in the last six months uh, since we had you on the show last? Also, uh, tell us a little bit about what you shot this past weekend in Wichita. And of all the stuff you have shot, what was the coolest thing you've done last six months? Oh, wow. Uh, so last six months, obviously, with COVID and everything, has been kind of an odd six months. There, um, but, I mean, obviously... We snuck a we snuck a Lamborghini Huracan shoot with a bunch of lasers in in Tulsa. That was a really really cool shoot. We shut down a warehouse, shot at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I know that was awesome. Brought out some videographers, cussed, screamed, yelled, and then got it to work. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, I usually find cuss words help with about everything. It's yeah, it's the WD forty from your mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very much. Um, and then I've I've actually stumbled in. Well, actually, before we start talking about that, I did a shoot. Uh, my my lottery car is a seventy four nine eleven Carrera two point one RSR, mm-hmm. and obviously I don't know anyone that actually owns that car. I'm if, working on it. If if you do, let me know. <laughs> I will pay for access to shoot that car. Um, but my wife was nice enough; she got me one of the really high end models that's been produced of it, and I did a I did a shoot with that model as if it was the real model, and that the beautiful set in my opinion. And that was a real learning, it was indeed, learning opportunity. Yeah, it was you a lot were of fun. helping him with that. I saw all that a noise. Bit. 
Yeah, I drug Corey along, and he stole all my good light, and and, <laughs> and looked fantastic on his videos. I have to say, um, but after that, I, I actually fell into. I keep on getting emails or texts or notifications um, on barn finds, and I'm loving them. You, I shot a um, Bentley four and a quarter liter that's hiding in a shed in Tulsa that uh, is currently pending sale, so I won't mention any further than that. But it's. Uh, Looks like the guy drove it in about 40 years ago and decided he was done driving it. No car, kidding. Uh, car body, other than one small uh, dent on one of the bottom of the fenders, is perfect. The uh, paint has detached because it's set. Yeah, sure. But, um, but it looks like a complete car. It looks like a good restoration mechanic could have it on the road in about 15 hours. Like No kidding. Gorgeous. Now, he couldn't Concord in 15, but you could drive it, car show it, and enjoy it. Hey, getting to drive it would be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and then and then this weekend, mm-hmm. this weekend, guys, it was car nerd heaven. So I got a buddy tagged me on a post on a Pierce Arrow site, mm-hmm. and this uh, auction company got hired for a um, collection. Look, and look at Mark. Look at look at him smile. Yep, yep. Um, By the time you get done, he's going to be I'm sitting all ears. Going to be sitting <laughs> in his own sauce. So. Um, uh, auction pros in Wichita got a contract uh, on a property with 25 cars on it, and one of them was a pure Sarah, and they hadn't seen it yet because this guy had everything between you and it. So we went down this weekend. We helped him dig in. The Pierce Arrow is pretty rough. looks like the guy took it to bare metal about 30 years ago, kept it in a shed. Oh, no. Um, going to have to have a really good restoration to bring it back to life. Gorgeous car, though. We but, might know someplace you could send it. Yeah. Might. <laughs> looks like it's complete, though. So that, that's, that's a really good part. This looks like he's going to need a magician. But <laughs> other places in the collection, they had a 49 Austin A40 Devon. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god do you the, need a little alone time they had uh, break time they had an old plymouth two-door that looked that was welded up looked like it may be a runner car no kidding yeah big you know big exhaust big v8 in the front definitely tuned out i i i, Ooh. I think it's all some moonshine I'm not saying some empty crates in the back yeah. yeah you can get drunk just looking at them <laughs> and then of course the star of the show for me because is this I, I don't even know how to describe it um when we got there i'm i we got into the pierce arrow and I'm, I'm exploring other barns and i walk around the corner and there's this 36 hudson terraplane black <gasps> other than the paint this thing is perfect like the interior's there it's complete there's a couple of aftermarket little um, blinkers on the headlights, mm-hmm. but they look period. I mean, they're they're not, but they look right. Mm-hmm. Car, this looks like something that, other than the paint, looks like something the Queen would drive around in. This oh, cool! Absolutely mm. gorgeous. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that auction's coming in March, okay. and everybody. What did you shoot while you were down there? Aside from the terraplane. Well, I shot the Aston. I mean, the Austin. I shot the. Plymouth, and I shot the uh, V12 Lincoln and the and the um, Chrysler Airflow. And, the, and somebody said there may have been a Dodge down there. Oh, the power wagon. Okay, no, no, no. That was the next day. Oh, okay. All righty, all righty. <laughs> Meanwhile, back <laughs> of the ranch. You're getting ahead of yourself here. And then Sunday, we woke up, and it was cold, and it was foggy, and we shot a gorgeous Too Lazy to Ranch marqueed power wagon. Red, patinaed. 
perfect. Looked like it just came out of a hayfield for the photo shoot. Oh, dude. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, and that, that owner was really, really, really cool, and he messed with me. We got about halfway through, and he looks at me and goes, by the way, did you know I own Air Force One, the original? What? Huh? <laughs> what? I'm like, no, that's in the Air Force Museum up north. He's like, no, no. The uh, Beechcraft made the first Air Force AF-1 serial number oh aircraft for the Air Force. And he's like, um, we own it. It's in Wichita. It's on public display. They have a little park. You can go see it. Super cool thing. Really? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, look up the, the yard in Wichita. Now, and, I, no, I know this gentleman. He is the one who's been suggesting we should teach classes on how to buy classic cars. And we were going to do that we were talking about it last year and then covid showed up and nobody did anything for the whole effing year and i need to get back in touch with him but now i want to see his power wagon too that sounds cool Hmm. so the reason to have you here damn what did you do man last year you did you put together a coloring book from a lot of the pictures you've shot and you put it on kickstarter and we all tried to get it off the ground and it didn't really fly. Yeah, so last year, like like you said, we, we did a Kickstarter. At that time, we had about 12 of the illustrations. We had rough draft of the cover. And we were trying to raise enough money that we can go to a private publisher and you know run a big enough set that we can make it affordable and get it on the market. Um, between COVID and some other things, didn't work out. Okay. And we set the project aside. Um, you know, anytime a project like that fails, you kind of – kind of, a little bit of depression. Uh, set that aside, came back to it late September, been drawing on it, finished all 25 drawings, kicked about 10 of the original drawings out. Uh-huh, I know. Which was, one of them was your Corvette. Yeah, I did. <laughs> show I replaced it with your Impala. Okay, so, still happy. Yeah. So um, they this you know they were the, our, some of the first ones we drew, and this this wasn't to the quality we wanted for the rest of the book. Um, they'll get redrawn eventually. Anyways, um, finished putting it together, worked with a couple guys um, here and a couple guys in Tulsa, did a bunch of color testing, spent probably 500 hours on the cover, and we went live, publicly live Monday on Amazon. I posted it. I'm like, yeah, I'll sell. There's 25 cars, 25 owners. It's been three days. I'll sell 25 copies. Is you know, maybe 50. Mm-hmm. Within six hours, we were the number one new release children's coloring book on Amazon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Yes. And we held that title for right at 56 hours. Um, The initial wave of enthusiasm backed off. I think we're down number three best-selling new uh, children's coloring book at the moment. Okay. What are some of the other categories? Um, And then... uh, I haven't checked, but when we came online, we were number two in children's cars and trucks books. Okay. Behind the New York number one uh, best-selling author of the Little Blue Truck series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, that'd be like, like, kind of like taking past Harry Potter when Harry Potter was hot. I mean, it's just, so we were really proud to get to second behind them because we did beat out some of the little blue truck uh, for quite a while. That's amazing. And then we spiked all the way up to uh, 2,800th most pop, uh, best-selling book overall on, on Amazon. Amazon. Wow. Now, 2,800th doesn't sound like much until you consider 
How many books are on offer on Amazon right oh now? Oh, my God. How, the billion books on that thing. Last time, the newest spec I can find on that was in 2017, and they admitted there were $33 million in 2017. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that hadn't gone down. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you're Probably correct. Not. So it, it's been um, mind-boggling, the amount of people that shared, bought, liked, commented, tagged. Yeah, speaking of comments, you got a comment from somebody that you sent me last night, and I was thinking, oh, my God, what happened? Tell us about that. Uh, so on a, um, a friend of a friend... Um, is um, one of the actual um, Stigs that was on American Top Gear, uh, been world-class sports car, formula racer, uh, Paul Gerard. And Paul said something about it. And he shared it on his personal page and recommended it. And... (laughs) The Stig likes your book. That's cool. Yeah, holy crap! It doesn't get any cooler than the Stig. Come on now. I literally sat and sat and stared at my phone and went, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" For at least fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Um, So you only see how many copies have been sold once they've been shipped. So you don't really know how many are out the door. However, it looks like the book is staggeringly popular. Um, What page is my impal on? (laughs) don't count dude it's okay around 20 i have a car that made it in there i have another car that got kicked and has promised for the second book so no i didn't promise plenty happy yeah you're going to anyway uh what do you what would you be happy seeing it sell so um before we started i mean before we went live um the goal was if I can get 200 copies in the first three months, like that would be success. You got 200 copies in the first 36 hours. We shipped 200 copies today that I know of so today. far. Um, wow. So um, really, it's done everything I can ask of it. Like there's not. And in case we missed it, the book is called The Rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have links for it on our uh, on our website. We'll have links on the Facebook pages. We will throw this out. I bought five copies because I'm going to give them out as gifts, but I don't think I bought nearly as as many as I should have. I want to try and turn little kids onto cars as much as I can because that's the thing that's going to save us. Now, I've already been successful in tainting my niece and nephew. Good, good. A- apparently, they fight over the car toys I give them which I'm very proud of. Uh, need to work harder on the granddaughters because they don't fight over them yet. They fight over which car Barbie rides in. Uh, <laughs> but I'm hopeful. Uh, how many do you think you're going to get done of this? You think you'll sell thousands of these? Um, so the goal, yeah, the goal now is is honestly see if we can push past 10,000. Uh, between uh, consumer direct and then we're talking some business to business, um, some business uh, doing some branded ver- branded private run bulk print, um, you know, to say you're a business car business and you're sure. uh, you want to give something to a bunch of backpacks going back to school. Well, well, why not a really nice coloring book with your logo on the back of it? Um, so we're we're talking a couple of businesses already and obviously hunting more. Uh, to partner with on that. And I'm hoping that you're making a little bit. 
I um, this is all going towards the making the toy fund get big enough sooner. So hopefully there'll be an AMG GTS in a year and a half instead of two years. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Goals in um, life. How long till the next book? Um, I'm, I'm currently targeting the end of October, early November. Um, okay. Actually, on the way over here, I sent a couple of samples out to a couple of collections. Um, so depending on how that go, those proposals go, um, may have to do that sooner or maybe a little bit later, depending on when I can get to them to shoot them. Yeah, so the, currently the next book is um, slated to be focused around my motor sport history. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be everything from... Are you going to conclude the dragster that almost turned you into a grease spot? Uh, no, he, he he's not included. <laughs> but it, it will... It, kind of like the rally spanned everything from Panhards and Citroens to Lamborghinis and Paganis. Um, the next book will cover everything from LMP1s, LMP3s, uh, GTE cars to monster trucks and motocross. Well, don't forget we're going to go to Amelia Island and hopefully Monterey this year and any other great gatherings we can get to. So you ought to have plenty of oh, material. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. I've, uh, luckily, fortunately at this point, I've, I, 14 years in, I and plus everything I get to do now, um, there's plenty of source material to work with to create more and more beautiful art. You ought to have one of Horatio Pagani in there because I know you got enough shots of him. So actually the Pagani that's in the rally is Horatio Pagani's personal Pagani that we shot last year at the Quail. Lovely. That's awesome. Put the man in there. He took time to That's talk it. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he yes. did. Actually, I just, I just want to make a point that uh, Ped also did a 2021 calendar. Yes, he did. Yes, so yes, I did. There, there is that as well. So if you guys need a 2021, I mean, it's it's just the first month still, so you still probably need one. Who knows? With I'm, some of his beautiful photos I'm sorry. each month. I got the calendar. And your vet's I flipped there. straight to September. Yep. And I hung it on September, and that's where that sucker's staying. <laughs> I don't give a damn what day it is. There's a very special 60 vet in that one. The calendar he did is absolutely fantastic. So you it should is. Look it's for a that great well. calendar, especially September. Best month of the whole year. There you nice. go. We've been speaking to, uh, I'd call you Mr., but screw that. Been speaking to Ped Watt of Watt Design Photography about his new car coloring book, The Rally. You can find all of the social media links for Ped and Watt Design Photography on readthedriven.com. Thanks for being here, pal. Really. Hey, and congratulations on the book. Super Fantastic cool success book. on that. Yep. Really proud of you. And uh, thanks for putting my cars in there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I have something to spend my time. I can figure out what my car would look like if it was a different color. There you go. <laughs> Which crayon's rust if I'm going to color it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk later. <laughs> I think that's two or three. Yeah, 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 yeah just the go after it. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We can't figure out why you do it, but we're glad you do. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without the support of our audience. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show and listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Pod News, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Stop Shaking Your Head, Acast, and Everywhere Fine Podcasts. <laughs> Podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt yep. and Catfish Groves. Yo. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio.